Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stack guy Greg and Dip every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ring of Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. the open that is the middle that will be the conclusion of the show today August 3rd 1977 CE Common Era San Mateo California Thomas Edward Brady Teb to some man played college football in Michigan Drew Stanton Benched for a burnout bum that the Yankees drafted to play baseball instead. What does Tom do? Shows up to the combine, out of shape, pale, maybe a little smug. Similar to the smugness of when a childhood hero walks away. That same man would go on to be a six-round draft pick. What number, you might ask? 199. To a quaint region of the country, affectionately known to me and to others, as the Northeast, New England. Gillette Stadium. Formerly Foxborough, for you cool cats. Drew Bledsoe, an established player, goes down week two, 2000 season, 2001. Shot to the ribs, lungs imploding, much like my joy did yesterday when Tom walked away. A legend is born. Tom takes the field, takes the reins, like an urban cowboy in a concrete jungle. And he rides that thing all the way to the Super Bowl. Largest Super Bowl underdog to ever win at the time. Greatest show on turf. Not when Tommy's on the field. Adam Vinatieri, a momentous kick after a legendary fourth quarter comeback drive to win that Super Bowl. Three and four years. I have to cut in. I have to cut in. The music music ended. I asked you not to speak. (laughs) I asked you not to speak. Uh, Tom Brady announces retirement. And I am announcing my retirement from any <laughs> emotional interest in any sport ever again. That is that is the news today. I am done. Brady was my guy. I am overly sentimental and overly emotionally attached to certain things. And once those attachments are dead, that little piece of my heart dies with it. So this happened with basketball, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. When they kind of walked, I was like, eh, I'm good with that game. I'll still watch it and pay attention, but that's it. The Bruins. I mean, that last championship, pretty good a few years ago. 
that was right when I moved to Tennessee, like 07. After that, same thing, kind of the team I grew up on, the Hal Gill, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Zdeno Chara, Lucic. Those guys moved on. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of good. 04 Red Sox, 07 even. After that, Manny Ortiz, everybody walks. I'm out. The same is now true of Tom. Tom was my last connection to football where I thought I was watching the dude I grew up with. So I was a freshman in high school in 01 when he took over. Incredible run. By the way, I mean, it's, it's fakely sentimental, mostly. But yeah, it's true. This was the last guy I remember as a kid growing up watching, being like, this is like, and never thought we'd get, tw- I mean, 23 years is absolutely in- insane. Um, greatest quarterback. You know, we're not going to go through stats and that type of stupid crap. Everybody's done that. What do you want to say? You're, I, I see the moon faces wanting to crescent. So what do you want? <laughs> so sorry. You're doing so great, bud. There's a, I'm not, the, when he says that there's not an emotional, it's, it's fake emotion. It's not fake. There is a real emotion going on in Mike's life right now. And it was I, bittersweet yesterday. When he announced the retirement, I was like, you know what? I don't need to see him hang on and become that guy who just travels around and burns out like Brett Favre. And he starts sending pictures of himself to people. I don't need that, Tom. Is it, ba- is it a fair statement that if the person isn't in your life, whether it's sports, which obviously it sounds like mainly sports, but maybe personal too, if they're not in your life by the age of 18, you have no real love for them and you can cut them away like a carotid artery needing to be excised from the body. Have you been talking to your cardiologist? Is that what I'm hearing here? Um, no, it depends. Because like almost all my childhood friends, like I'm not friends with any of those guys anymore. I mean, we passed their, but you know, kind of friends, but not really. You know, not like I. Would. So no, I just. But Brady's been there from 14 to 30, almost 37 now, and some crazy like mo- like the 2001 Super Bowl when they beat the Rams. I was in my my boy Matt Brunel's house in Newton, New Hampshire, and we were literally like I remember the whole game. We're like they're gonna get blown out. Doesn't matter. And it was just me and him. It wasn't a big Super Bowl party. His family was around too. Matt will remember. I don't know if Matt listens. He hey, should Matt, if he does. Did you remember that? I haven't talked to Matt. His dad's upstairs, you know, hoist me up by my hip. Get a broken hip. Not a big deal. <laughs> um, me and Matt were watching hoist the game. Me. Dude, jumping around like little kids when the kick goes through. Like it was crazy. I actually remember the the regular season game when they played the Rams. They got that same year they got beat. We were down at uh Hampton Beach playing arcade games, <sighs> listening to the game on BZ Radio. What arcade game? But None of your business. But yeah, that like that was Brady was the guy, even in cards. So when I, I was as a kid, because I, I kind of got out my junior, senior year in cards. Um, but before that, freshman year, obviously, he went nuts. So freshman and sophomore year, the like the cool thing in the hobby then, especially back in the Northeast, was like like around Boston, there was some huge shows. You could go to the shows and literally go through the quarter 50 cent dollar bins and find Brady rookies because he was a six round pick. Nobody cared. We already had our star quarterback, Drew Bloodsoe. So it didn't matter. And you could still, even after the Super Bowls, like guys didn't keep up quite as much as they should have. You could, like, I remember buying his 2000 Upper Deck rookie uh, for 25 cents and his Dominion, which is with another guy, it's a dual rookie, for like 50 cents. I bought at least three or four rookie cards. And I remember that being like awesome. Got out of the hobby for a while. When I first came back, it was the baseball set. But then when I first, after that, when I was like, hey, who do I want to start collecting? I started buying all Tom Brady autos. And the Brady autos are really what funded everything for me. Because he went on a crazy stretch where he didn't win Super Bowls. Yeah. He wins his last one in 04, loses in 07, the 07 season, not the calendar year. So he wins three out of four. He goes back in 07, undefeated team, but he gets beat by the Giants. Goes back in 2010, same thing, beat by the Giants. 
Then he goes back in 2014 and wins. So he went 10 years in between Super Bowls. And in that stretch, it was like Montana still number one, Peyton's maybe Peyton's better, maybe he's not, but whatever. And then after that Super Bowl, it was like, okay, now he's got four. And then he just keeps winning after that. It got ridiculous. But but that was the stretch. That was the first crazy spike in the market where I had been buying Brady Autos probably starting like 2010, 2011, 2010 and 11. And then in 2014, the next year and a half, you, I started selling because they started going absolutely crazy. And that's really what was kind of the first boost to my PC and for me to be able to sell off some pieces to buy other big cards and then to eventually fund the breaking when we started that in 2016. So yeah, that was all, almost all of that was Brady exclusive. Uh, that Dominion card that you mentioned, the, uh, I think it's Car- Carmazit or something? Giovanni, right? Um, that card that you mentioned for 50 cents, you could still get that card up until September of 2019 for under $100, which is still kind of amazing to me. But that card, as a, and that's as a PSA 10, you got it raw, I assume, at 50 cents. Oh, yeah, back then. Because like 2004, yeah. that card was selling as a PSA 10 for like 19 bucks. Which is insane. He's won three Super Bowls, right? So yeah, it's just crazy to see the... There's no discussion. Anybody who argues the points anymore, it's ridiculous. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. His resume will never be touched. I mean... He's been to 10 Super Bowls. He's won seven. I, it's ridiculous. And then he goes and wins with the Bucks the year after he leaves Belichick. So it's not a system thing. It's not a coach thing. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He has every record, regular season, postseason. I don't think any of that's ever going to get touched because I don't think we're going to see any sort of longevity like that. And he's one of the rare guys, too, where it's not just longevity. It was also um, his peak. Like, his peak was as good as anybody's peak of all time. Mahomes is the most talented football player I've ever seen. 10 times more talented than Brady. But at his peak, I'd take Brady to win one game. I'd take Brady in the last two minutes of any game. Like, I just, he's that good. I don't think you'll ever see that again. Um, and yeah, for the card market, absolutely wild. Again, as a 2000, as a year 2000, his rookie year, first of all, football products back then, way fewer than you have now. And then he's a six-round pick, so he's not in hardly anything. He probably has, I mean, realistically, and I'm missing some, I guarantee. He has two, well, three variation of contenders. The base, the championship ticket, number to 100, and then the dual-sided card with him and Mark Bulger. He's got the press pass auto and the score auto. Like I said, I'm sure I'm missing a couple, but he has like, a. that's it. He only has a couple, you know, rookie year autographs. And the contenders might be his only one in a pro uniform because the score and the press pass are not. So that's ridiculous. I, I saw a stat the other day. He has like 19 one-of-one rookie cards, not like 2,000. You know, anything numbered rookie of his is insane. When the card market went really nuclear over um, over COVID, Brady's stuff was absolutely wild. His Bowman Chrome stuff after the 2020 Super Bowl with Tampa, Bowman Chrome PSA 10 rookies were doing $30,000. Now they're doing 11, 12. Um, so yeah, as much as you went on the field to the hobby, he is, I mean, by far the hobby goat. There's nothing, I mean, he's got multiple million dollar sales. Um, and even just like his, I was live selling last night, did my big auctions, uh, singles auctions last night. Cool inserts, you know, some cheap, cheap second, third, fourth year stuff, some inserts, die cuts, old parallels. Like guys were super hungry for that. Because again, perfect timing. Like the greatest of all time, and it happens to coincide with an era where there's not a billion different SKUs. So it was kind of a win-win. Um the one thing I thought was funny about his card values, though, 
Um, I think somebody even asked us in the mailbag, hey, why I not? I don't remember. Spike? Like, are you just going to talk the whole time? Like, I told you, I wanted, my monologue. I wanted my monologue. This, this is, is it. no, this is not a monologue at this point. This We're 11 show. minutes in. Um, let's, let's hang on. Let's take a break for just a second. The why? Tom Brady, because now you're just talking into the air about, okay. I, I want to know one thing right off the bat. First off, you, where was all this emotion last year? There, did you know this is exact when he retired? I knew it was, it was fake. It was, I told you last year he's not leaving. It was exactly a year to the day when he did Same his day. last retirement. Uh, which I, I told was, you that though. I think we talked that day. I was like, dude, he's not. This is a joke. He's not retiring. It's like you sense that your emotions did not need to be uh, raised or leveled. Up. I know Tom. <laughs> you and know, Tom knows me. So the question then, if that's the case, do you expect any kind of bump in pricing? We haven't seen it. So I was going to say, I actually looked up some cards. I think you did too. Very, very little movement. Very, very few sales though, too. It's weird. Last year when he retired, everybody, now granted a year ago, the market was in a much, much better place, but everybody started selling then. You don't see that today. Like people are not just rushing out. And I think the reason for that is, first of all, we saw a lot of that movement last year. Second of all, a lot of guys, I, I would argue Brady is probably a top five guy of all time in terms of personally collected. Like, Griffey has to be way up there. Guys buy Griffey cards, and you never see him again. Jordan, Kobe, um, Mantle, too, but obviously it's different because vintage is not a ton of difference. But for modern guys, like, I think those are the five, uh, the four or five guys. Jordan, Kobe, G, uh, Griffey, and Brady. Like, guys who love them are irrational, and they're just not going to sell them. So I think that's a, a reason why we don't see as much of a flooding of the market today. And that's why the prices haven't spiked. So obviously there's a difference because he's an all-time great. People are collecting not just to, you know, flip, but besides the fact that the market is different, where the economy is different, do you think the fact that we're coming off of a Tom Brady that didn't leave the best taste in everyone's mouth do you think that is affecting pricing as well? No, because it wasn't terrible either. It's not like he went, you know, two and eight and then got benched and or whatever. Like the most attempts and the most completions, I believe, of all time. He set the record this year. Losing record, I, I get it. You made the playoffs, though. So it, it's not, and even that, like you were here watching that game. Mm -hmm. I knew he wasn't going to come back and win it. But there was that split second where you're like, wait a minute. If, if I think it was Evans on that deep ball in the second half to start it. Like, wait a minute. If this guy catches it. All of a sudden, they're only down by a score or two. So he kind of went out like, yeah, pretty good season still. Like he had, 20, what was it? His stats were pretty good, 25 and 9, 4,600 yards, something like that. Like, so it wasn't bad. He was still a top 10 guy going out. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. So no. maybe not performance that would leave a permanent taste in anyone's mouth by any means, but maybe just a, a short term. Is that possibly? No, I, I really not don't think even it's that. anything. I, okay. I think it's just, hey, we saw it last year where there was a big quick spike because of the retirement, then it dropped off. If we're in a down market now anyways, why would I want to buy, buy in on this momentary spike? Let me just wait a month or two. I really think that's more of what it is. And I think a lot of these guys moved their stuff last year. And a lot of collectors like myself, like I did, I sold a few Brady's last night. I, I mean, like 2000, 2021, 22 mosaic and prism stuff. Nothing in my PC. Like I didn't, and I didn't even look. Like, hey, what's this card worth? Because maybe now I'm going to sell it. It was like, no, it's Brady. I'm keeping it. And especially now, now I'm definitely keeping it. So the in the Brady market, when it comes to investing in him, since he has been playing for so long and he does have so many cards over the years, other than his rookie year, is it worth to collect anything besides like a, a numbered or a parallel or 
an auto? Like, is there any no, purpose in any base? base? Okay. I, I wouldn't mess with base unless you're going earlier base. His first couple of years in the, in the 2000s still sell pretty well. Uh, there's a couple of things, though, that are wild of his if you can find them. Like, tandem cards of him and Randy Moss do really, really well. Him and him and uh, Edelman stuff, him and Gronk stuff always does really, has like a really strong market. Um, anything on card, if you're going to get big money, on card autos, because I don't think he's going to keep signing all the time now that he's done. Jerseys and patch cards, if they're game used, have an unbelievable premium with him because we don't see him much anymore. So I think, but that's what I would stick with. And I would just go the earlier, the better with him. Okay. Uh, there's a number of questions that we'll also get to from the mailbag that a lot of guys, that, that's basically the, the topic on everyone's mind is what to do with Brady and when to buy and that kind of thing. But I want to wait and give those guys the, the shout outs. Um, okay. We can move on. That was it. I, I wanted the homage to Brady though. I don't care about the card. Stop me. Like that was, yeah, like this is a significant one. There's no other retirements that are happening when we're talking about this today. I was like, we can, we can give him 15. Do you officially rename your dog that's named Brady or... That, oh, I doubled down. You doubled down. Yeah, now I doubled down. Brady, Brady. <laughs> Not Tom I Brady, Griffey's name. just Brady, I, Brady. I changed Griffey, <laughs> Griffey's name to Tom. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Tom and Brady, Brady, come here. <laughs> yeah, major, major news in the card world, though, that broke today. I mean, major, major announcement. I guess it's not really news yet. Fanatics announcing that they're going to have a live selling platform in the late second half of the 2023 year. Your thoughts, Jesse Rhodes. Yeah, I actually had more thoughts on football, but yeah, let's jump right over to that. The Fanatics live streaming, uh, Fanatics Live, basically, obviously, they ripped us off because we're card shop live. I mean, it's obvious that there's going to be some kind of lawsuit, I would say, here, but other than that... I just want them to buy us. I would love to work. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine working under them with that tech team? Oh, my God. And what we've built on Card Shop Live, like, honestly, we'd kill it. I don't know if that's even a possibility, but if anybody's listening... I'm good working with them. We can bang out this whole ecosystem I've been talking about. It'd be pretty fantastic. When you use the Sorry, word ecosystem, ahead. I love it. The uh, the whole idea behind it is, I mean, it had to happen. There was no other choice, especially with the amount of like money, the job applications that they had been putting out there. Like, you know, they were looking for this. I think we all expected this to be announced before too long. I'm kind of surprised that it's still not coming out till later 2023. Unless they buy an existing app and it's ready to go next month. That's a different story. Uh, the guy that they're, they've kind of pegged as CEO for Fanatics yeah, Live. Nick Bell. Nick Bell. I looked him up. I mean, there does, he definitely has some experience in the tech world. Uh, a lot of content uh, related jobs with Oh, they Snap. like content. Uh, huh. <laughs> huh. Like on the like on the largest sports like, podcast network in the world, so and the number one and really the only big podcast for the card world. Interesting. So weird. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh -huh. You were saying. So he was with Snap for almost five years. He was with Google for another almost three years, uh, and now, as of the last Not couple of months, has taken over this position where it sounds like he's basically in charge of making this thing happen. I mean, he's in charge of everything, but at this point your biggest, you got to think your biggest competitor is whatnot. And his job is to make them bigger than them. I, and I, I gotta say, I don't know, like right off the bat, you walk into this space and I'm not saying like, they're obviously going to get traffic right away. They're the name alone. They've got marketing, they've got money behind that. But to say that you could walk into this space and be more successful than whatnot. I don't know, unless they are already, they're spending these next few months putting the money behind taking over sellers. Like, because at the end of the day, you have to have the sellers. But that could happen quick because you're not going to overtake whatnot overall because whatnot is like sports cards are not the 
I mean, it's a part of it, but it's not the majority anymore by any means. Fanatics is coming in to just do this. In the, I mean, they said a couple times in that press release, sports cards. And if you control allocation and cards and you're going to go out and get sellers anyways, and you have product, I think you could overtake that pretty quick. Well, the thing is, is that they've mentioned that they're not right off the bat going to focus on anything besides sports cards, whereas whatnot has the larger appeal of, you know, it's it's becoming more of a whatnot is becoming like the QVC uh, that, you know, we're used to in the past. But in the fanatics world, they've always at least since they've taken over in conversations we've had with them, their focus has not been, hey, we're just going to go out there and just start throwing cards everywhere and see what sticks. They've done this as a focus, like a very focused and Long-term. methodical approach to let's get guys who know what they're doing that can provide quality content and that they have like a, some kind of record keeping system so that they can really make sure they have dollars being spent in the areas that are most effective. So to me, it may, it makes me think like, oh, okay, well, they may not be coming right out the gate with like the biggest audience and the biggest number of sellers or anything, but they will probably come right out with some very high quality uh, and, and something to bring more attention uh, to them to, cause you, that's the name of the game at this point is you got to take away attention from whatnot. So the, to me, the most interesting thing today is what happens now over the next, I mean, cause this is probably eight to 10 months away. What happens next? Yeah. Like, do we start seeing some mergers, some acquisitions, some major shifts in the card world? That's kind of what I'm curious about. So honestly, as big of news as this is, it's not shocking. And it's it's not like it's coming out tomorrow. So I'm kind of like, eh, we've reached out to our contacts. We'll see if we can get some information. But I don't. I honestly don't think we're going to hear much more about this for a few months. And then we'll kind of start to see the pieces fall. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they make any additional major announcement before it's just like, hey, it's time. Because... What do you talk about other than like, hey, the platform's ready? So I'm actually shocked they did this because honestly, they have operated so stealthily, which I, I, my hat's off to them for doing that. Like everything else, like, hey, we just, we just bought tops. Hey, we just made this major licensing deal with the NBA, MLB, NFL. Like we didn't, we haven't heard about any of this stuff from them. This is the first time they've actually gotten in front of something, which is kind of, so maybe that's the going forward. Maybe that's what we'll see. I think that's also a, probably a, a wise game plan too. It's like, hey, if there are sellers who are not content on whatnot, they're like, they now see this large platform other than card shop live. That's the main place you want to go. But other than that, fanatics live is like, Hey, the, <laughs> this is very smart on their, on their side is like, be ready day one to be on the platform as opposed to, Hey, platforms live and they don't have the sellers. So if, if you can call a seller, like, Hey, we're the ones providing product. You will get direct allocation from us. You'll be featured on our platform and we're going to put our marketing team behind it. There's not a person in the world who's not jumping at that deal. Absolutely. No one. Makes you wonder where the guy, like the Sarah girl from uh, Backyard Breaks and that other main guy from Backyard Breaks that just left. They didn't say where they're going or why. That kind of made, oh, yeah, that popped it in be. my head. And I've heard, I've heard Fanatics has been meeting with some of these, like some other breakers as well. So, hey, we'll see. But anyways, there's not really anything else to do. We're not going to speculate much more on it. We'll just wait and see the rest of the news. So a um, couple other quick things, and we can kind of just jump because I want such a long thing at the beginning. I want There's nothing new product release, obviously, coming out right now. Wait, 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 we'll wait, 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 wait. I want to go back. We we totally skipped over the, the whole Purdy thing. That, uh, what do you, the whole thing last week was don't sell your Purdy. He's going to be great next year. Now he's having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, hold your purdies. His, his values dropped some. By the way, still not totally tanked. 
His value is actually still pretty high in a lot of his stuff. Nothing's changed for me. I'm not selling him now that he's cheap. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold till the next season and see what he does. Do you think that that is great for the Trey Lance market? I don't know. I don't know how that works out. Nobody does either, by the way. Not to mention Tommy John. He could very well start the season next year if they were to name him the starter. Like they're saying, he'll probably be ready by the start of training camp. So I thought they already announced he was going to be out all next season. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this. Look up the news then, because I, I didn't. I didn't read that. I thought they said. I'll well, double check. check. Well, and I'll double check too. But uh, the mosaic silver that I've been keeping track of, like just you know, started at 430 and has only gone up since then. The most recent sale there has been one, and it was yesterday. Oh, what is it? Two hundred and fifty. 250, how the mighty have fallen. But I mean, the fact that it's still 250 is, I, I honestly could have expected that below 200. And not to, and again, I'm not saying he hasn't dropped significantly, but in a month, everybody, including Burrow, all these other guys are going to be down 15 to 30% because it's the offseason. It's a little bit forgotten. This kid has a season ending injury and loses in a, in horrible fashion and then has the offseason, if he's only down 40 to 50%, I don't think that's anything crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I, I don't know. It says, Shanahan expressed, co- the coach expressed pro- confidence in both Purdy and Lance, resisting the notion that San Francisco might need to sign a starter-level veteran for 2023. We believe we have two starters on our team right now we can win with. zippity doo zippity day It says that he'll be out at least six months. There's one one channel's reporting he's going to miss all of next season, but I don't know that the the newest news is now saying six months sideline six months. Okay, so again, you're talking training camp, man. I don't know, but uh, but my overall point is if you if if today right now I haven't sold Purdy, do I think he could drop another ten percent? Maybe even though he's already come down, like you just said, I guess. But I think the upside is way more. And at this point, why sell it? Why not just hold it and wait? It does make me think, though, that Trey Lance might be a good buy at this point then. Yeah, but Trey Lance stuff hasn't come down. Honestly, the fact that they don't have any idea what's going to happen, you're going to have people speculate on both, which is a good thing. Um. Okay. Well, that'll be something that we'll I keep following up. I don't want to talk about it anymore, Jesse. <laughs> All right. So, I'm sorry. You wanted to go into product. I just had to get a little bit of football info out there. Yeah, we don't, we don't do this often. But, like, I've actually been breaking a ton of stuff lately, personally, and just ripping for other people. And I was like, you know what? We've had a pretty cool last two, three weeks of releases. I've actually been very, very pleased. Like, I was talking to some other breakers last night. I think the last two weeks, we have had maybe the best stretch we've had in six months. Just an overall balance. And I'm just talking basketball, baseball, football. I don't care about basketball as much. Um, flawless baseball. I broke two more cases yesterday. I love that product. I don't care that it's not licensed. I think it's thinking awesome. I really do. I think it's, I am, I'm very, very happy with flawless baseball this year. And you're talking like 15, 1600 bucks a case. I do big fan, big fan of hit drafts. Everybody gets a card. Um, but the other one I want to talk about released yesterday. My stuff didn't show because of the ice storm here. 2022 tops gilded ice storm. The roads weren't even covered. I know they were fine, but FedEx <laughs> immediately weather delays. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Tops gilded first year it's ever come out. You get two autos and then a couple base cards. By the way, the base, the numbered base of J Rod, Wander, all the rookies, huge money. These boxes are selling for like five, six hundred bucks now. Is that what you're seeing for that as well? I'm not making this. Yep, five fifty is what it's selling for. It was four twenty five last week. Stuff is awesome. 
Man. Allocation cost, by the way, two sixty. Now, has anyone said anything about QC? I haven't heard anything about it. Have nope. you seen so, any which, product yourself? I've seen a few. Yeah, I've seen a number okay. of cases where it's awesome. The only thing I hate about it is you only get a couple hits. So it's tough to do like a random team break on a box because a bunch of guys are going to skunk. Yeah. Stupid nice. It's it's getting expensive now, which stinks. But overall, like that product, as good or better than anybody expected it to be. That's awesome. Very, very pleased okay. with it. Crazy good checklist. And those numbered base cards, if you hit right, pay for your box. Like it's stupid. Are you so, getting any of this product or no? I only have a couple loose boxes. That was what was on the okay. on the truck. Should be here today. Hey, by the way, while we're yeah. talking about product. Oh, what is it? I love when you sound what happy. What is it, Jesse? Happy and positive. That's a commercial. nice um, commercial. <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> Jesse's dying. He's That's the first cough. We're still not together, by the way. We're uh, in separate no, places. No, he's in the studio infecting places, and I'm at the house <laughs> being safe. places. What, what were you going to say? Speaking it's of my product. first cough all day. Thank you. Um, speaking no of product, chance. it is. I don't cough. That's the thing. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I don't even have corona. No arms and no legs is basically how you exist <laughs> now, Kevin. A good office reference. Um, why have we been grading, or we, why have you been grading in an A to F uh, scenario when we obviously are missing the the 1 to 10 card grading references. I feel like from now on, when you grade something as a buy or sell or whatever, I think it needs to be a one to 10, a gem mint, if you will. No, don't try to put me in a box. <laughs> don't try. To put me. Tops, uh, Tops Gilded fine. is an A minus. I'm an A minus on that. I'm an A minus on Flawless. The only knock on both of them is the price. Would you call that a nine? Just, I'm just curious for my own sake. I won't, I won't make the connection. So no. A um, couple of the products, I, again, just reviewing like a couple weeks ago, Mosaic Football is the oldest of them. Mosaic Football is under 400 a box now. Hobby, love it. Like the quality is pretty good. I got my first big grading order of stuff back yesterday. Nothing below a nine, a bunch of tens. I was very pleased with it. The resale's good. By the way, Kenny Pickett, because of the Purdy news. So I sold that. It's the blue chips insert of Kenny Pickett. It's an SGC 10 and it was the gold. Oh, excuse me, SGC 9.5 and it was the gold. Sold for like two hundred bucks. The I'm mos- pretty happy. This with is the it. mosaic product. Yep, mosaic football. Um, we also, dude, we had a stupid one too. We had a. I pulled that in a personal box. We did a break last night. I actually, got both cards here. They're both on their way to SGC today. I don't know what this refractor is called. It's like orange and green. One of fifteen, Malik Willis. That's got to be big money. I know Malik Willis is terrible. Um, Why would it be big money? He, he is numbered terrible. 15, numbered one of 15. I know, but he is terrible. Take a look at, like, see if you can find the name of this while you're sitting there, because I'm going to talk about this Trevor Lawrence. It's an insert numbered out of 15. I, I honestly, I don't know what it's called. So Okay, it's Mosaic, though, and it's Malik Willis out of 15. All right. But you don't even have to put him. I want to know what other guys are selling for, because I think it's huge. The other card we pulled out of the same box, it's a montage, the white uh, refractor, four of 25 Trevor Lawrence. I bet that's a couple, and we're sending those both to SGC. I bet that's a couple hundred bucks if it grades out right as well. Oh, man. Brock Purdy, I'll tell you that much. I'm a B, I'm a B plus on Mosaic. Love it. And you still got the Purdy Chase, which we just talked about, would still pay for your box. Um, Zenith is the one that came out yesterday. A little less expensive. I think it's like 300 bucks. Zenith is okay. The no Purdy thing hurts, although hurts less now. Because honestly, at this point, the Steelers and Jets have become the two real big chases. Like we pulled a, a Sauce Gardner yesterday. Um, though I like Zenith. I like Mosaic a little bit better. So I'm a B plus on Mosaic. I'm a straight B on Zenith. 
And then there's Illusions, which is a product traditionally I have hate, hate, hated. Illusions football this year is without question the product of the year in the NFL right now. That may change, but it's like 365 bucks. You get three autos, two patches, and a bunch of numbered and variations, and actually like good-looking inserts. Product of the year. Like we re- we we opened an average box yesterday, from what I've seen, a, a little above average, but like it's that good. I'm an A plus, by the way, on illusions, and uh, a Geo Mint A plus. Again, this is not even that crazy of a box. We pulled a Breeze number to twenty five. We pulled a Jalen Waddle one of ten. We pulled your boy Derrick Henry numbered one of ten. We pulled two numbered Malik Willis's. We pulled a dual patch of Dan Marino and Kenny Pickett. Uh, we pulled a Sauce Garner auto. Every single box and break I've seen that stuff, I've been like, yep, for the money, this stuff is actually like really, really good. So, didn't you say on the last episode that you really liked the Zenith look? I like the insert look. I, I've been, it's, it's a B. It's okay. I, I, again, no purdy, a little more stickers than I thought. It's okay. It's fine. Okay. I don't mind it. The price isn't super high, so I like that, but I'm kind of just like, eh, you know, it's okay. It's just funny. I, I would have thought you would like the look of Zenith over Illusions, but okay. I like the look of some of the inserts. I don't love the, but Illusions inserts look good. I don't love the the look of the Illusions base. Did you see the, the Funkadelic actual, in Illusions? The Funkadelic yeah, that's insert? Pulled, that's what we pulled last night. We pulled the Breeze to 25. By the way, that mosaic that you were looking for is called a Tessellation uh, insert. I cannot find any anything for Malik, and there's only like Brock Purdy's that are really selling, and those are going for well. Okay, so just to give you an idea, now. though, Michael Vick sold for forty bucks. Lamar Jackson sold for seventy. Kenny Pickett sold for five hundred. Uh, who else do we have here? Anybody else big? These are for the Tessellation ones from Mosaic. Same card, yeah. The Patrick yeah. Mahomes did three fifty. Dude, so, I'm, so the Malik Willis is probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks. That's actually insane. I would Chris not Olave that Chris Olave sells for one seventy. Uh, who's this? Patty Mahomes again, three sixty five. Hundred bucks for Kenneth Walker, one sixty for Tua, and those aren't even rookies. But just funny, the Brady only went for one thirty. I would have bought that in a heartbeat, cheaper than the other guys. Please, man, that's actually. I'm really surprised how how well that that insert is doing. That it's like the new downtown or something like that. Yeah, George Pickens did a buck sixty. Yeah, that that thing's gotta be. I'm curious. Do me a favor and just put up like a, because I was going to talk about one other product. Can you do a comparison real quick quick of Chris Olave to Malik Willis and see who sells higher? Just in general? or on Find that- like the same card and see what they do of like a regular card that we could actually see. Like if you want to just go mosaic, I don't, uh, I'm trying to think of some, just something generic like that. Because I'm actually, because I think that that might be a $200 card. Anyways, I was very impressed. Two other quick notes while Jesse's looking that up. Um, it's interesting to me lately, there has been a lot of old products shaking loose. I don't know if it's just individual guys have been holding and now they're selling off, but I got a call this morning and I jumped all over it. 2019 National Treasures Baseball. That stuff never comes up. A couple cases of that coming in, which I love. It's older, it's different. I like it. The, the rookie checklist, by the way, stupid good. Um, that's Otani's second year, but you've got Vlad, Soto, Tatis, Acuna. Everybody's in it. I was pretty pumped about that. And then just, ra- again, just kind of random from multiple distributors. 2016 football stuff has been popping up all over the place, which I don't hate. Dak, Zeke, Jared Goff, you got a couple of receivers. It's cheap. 
The other one that's weird to me, though, is 2019 football. I don't love rookie, rook, like super rookie heavy stuff with 2019 because the class is so weak. But I don't hate 2019 football if it's vet heavy just because there's so many good vets in some of those products and it's dirt cheap. Like that's the Kyler, DK Metcalf. I think it's Danny Dimes. So there's a couple okay rookie chases. But 2019 football is just like, and it should be, should be less than all the other years. But it's just funny to me all of a sudden that stuff's just kind of shaking loose and like available everywhere. So uh, I thought that was interesting. There you um, go. Just comparing, I see that Jimmy Dean's dancing. What do we got here? I was just trying to find a card that they had in common and I was looking for an auto, but it's turned out to be harder to find than I thought. But just comparing, say, their, the certified graffiti insert, um, they both have that card easily referenced. Chris Olave's outselling it by like 20%. Okay, so if the elaborate a buck fifty and a buck seventy, okay, so it's a hundred and fifty dollar card then. I can live with that. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not bad. And again, I, I'm not a fan of Malik Willis by any means. Trust me, I don't I don't care about him. But yeah, so like his origins auto does like thirty to forty bucks for uh, Chris Olave. That is. So what does the Willis do? Almost the same money. Oh, does it? Okay, so okay. so they're close. So if the Alave is doing a buck fifty to a buck seventy, I think the Malik was doing the same thing, and it's number one, which helps a little bit for whatever strange reason. But there you go. That's actually going to be good. Uh, this information on how you're finding that in, that because someone in the mailbag asked something very similar of how you find uh, a price when there's nothing to go off of. I know we've kind of talked about it before, but we'll, we'll get talk to it. about it again. Yeah, we'll we'll, you want to go to the mailbag? Are we done? Um, or no? no, we're not done. Uh, there are a couple other before we do need to do the pristine auction rundown, talk about a couple of things that we see in there. But um I lost every item from last Thursday, by the way. So <laughs> thanks for that. Maybe Giddy we're talking maybe stuff. we're talking it up too much because there's too many people bidding against you. Or you're specific here's what you do. You you keep the one thing you really want to yourself. Don't mention which one that is. That's how you get them. Um, but there are uh, a number of things on the pristine auction. We'll just go ahead and talk about it real quick. Um the Kind of to your point about like cases and wax coming up, they do have some like 2020 Panini Flux basketball blaster box case. And then they've got um, some 2021 Panini Absolute baseball blaster box cases. I mean, for a case of it going for like $300, I don't know. It it seems like not a bad way to go, especially when you got some autographs um, and some good parallels in there. I That's kind of what I was looking at right off the bat. Any have you had a chance to look over any of the the items? I mean, there's actually some big Joe Burrow cards that are ending soon. I, I don't think it's a terrible time for Joe Burrow right now. I mean, Burrow's going to the offseason like everybody else, obviously. Yeah, I don't hate that one. There's some cool vintage stuff in here, too. Some old vintage wax. I'd have to look and see who the chases are. There's a 1975 Tops cello vending box football. I think that old crap's awesome. I just think vintage stuff like that just grade it like absolute crazy. And I think it's super cool. There's a number of Kobe's in here too this week. Well, and then three guys better than Kobe. This is so this one's weird because it's Beckett authenticated, but it's not graded. So I'm curious what it's going to go for. I'm bidding now just so I don't forget. All right. I'm just bidding 400 just so I can at least get in there. I don't think I'm even the high bid. Oh, I am the high bid. There you go. It's the bird, uh, the Dr. J, the bird, Dr. J. Oh, crap. Reprint. I'm an idiot. This is the rookie reprint triple auto. I'm going to get stuck with this card now. I should have read better. Well, nobody's <laughs> outbidding me on that one. Uh, I like that triple auto. There's a couple nice Curry rookies for sale too. 
it's not a bad time to buy Curry stuff. So, by the way, if you guys are interested, haven't done it yet, create an account using the code nonsense. You get $10 for free, but then uh, you have access to these cards until Sunday. Sundays when uh, all these auctions end and they put up new stuff. So, um, the one thing that we're going to be doing as a giveaway is so mint. We kind of talked to them a little bit. Uh, we're excited for that to be our first like real big card show of the year. That is again, end of March. Um, so last weekend in March in Las Vegas, we uh, have been given 12 tickets to give away. We're going to do three giveaways where we're going to give away four tickets each, but we're also going to give away a box. Did you, uh, of the boxes that we have, have you found a box that we want to include for this giveaway yet? No. Okay. Well, we're going to post it on socials, Facebook, all that stuff to be able to enter. Um, of course, at that point, you will see what we're giving away, but it's going to be a box uh, of wax along with a ticket. So four winners, first place though, gets a ticket and a box. So there you go. Look out for that on the socials. Um, man, I feel like we've gone, maybe we skipped something or maybe it's just a short show. It's been such a weird day. Uh, I guess it's mailbag time. Oh, I was going to mention, I was going to tease a little bit. We got to see a sneak peek of the movie. Yeah, we can. Okay. We just can't share it. We can't talk about anything uh, about it. I, I can't, all I can say is the documentary that we were a part of is absolutely fantastic. Um, I would say we had as much FaceTime as anybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty I fair. I was actually pretty... The dogs got in there. I was very <laughs> excited about that. I think the fact that um, it is something my wife appreciated as someone who's not in the card hobby world whatsoever. You don't know that. What I really like is how well it was done for the layman. Um, but it's also like really informative at the same time. I, I can't say enough good things. Of course, I'll leave the the real judging up to everybody else, but I, I do... I, I'm excited for it. I, I think that, uh, what, do you, what is it? Like, hopefully a Netflix, Hulu, HBO, we don't know which one, but whenever it comes out, we'll let everybody know. Mailbag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you love when I do that. All right. Mailbag time is starting with Brian Fountainsmith. You notice I liked all the questions this time. So you kind of see, you said last week, how do I keep, I don't always keep track of them. I figured I'd try to help you out. That, uh, it actually doesn't. I, I like them as well. Um, oh, okay. Thank you though. I appreciate you, the effort though. That's really nice. I'm good. I, I, I'm all set with your thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> good. Cause I didn't mean it, you idiot. <laughs> Brady's I'm actually, done. I'm actually good with your thank yous. Why isn't there a big spike? Like the first retirement, he does mention at the time he first retired, his Chrome nine fives were nearly 10 K. Uh, Cody James jumped in there and did mention the overall card market is down. And that is essentially what you are attributing it to as well. Not performance issues, right? Exactly. It's the timing. And we've seen this retirement before. And some people got burned last year buying at the height of a market. And with that retirement spike. So this year it's like, Hey, let's just chill and not spike as much. So yes. Uh, James Zacadini, when trying to find a comp for a car, this is the one. When trying to find a cup for a card that hasn't sold for a while, how would you account for market depreciation? Uh, for example, a card that you want sold for $100 back in August 2022. We all know the market isn't the same now. So how would you comp that card today? Okay, two things. Actually, this is a perfect little... I didn't know you had this question queued up because it's a perfect plug for card ladder. The player index helps for this. Like if you go to the Brady player index over the last six months, it will show you the percentage he is down in general for all the cards they're tracking. 
So if Brady is down 19% over those that eight-month period, okay, from August to now, eight months, roughly 18 to 20%, that gives you at least an idea. The other thing, though, I would say, and the greater point, like the more important point with comps, guys say this all the time, too, like with a one-of-one one or with a, a rare card, there's no comps. There's always a comp. Two things you can do. First, like if it's a one-of-one one card, well, find other one-of-ones of that same player. Is it a one-of-one on-card patch auto in a pro uniform? Find other one-of-one one patch autos in a pro uniform of the same player. Different product, but of that player. Gives you an idea. And keep it in the same range, by the way. Don't compare a Topps Platinum to a, you know, a flawless RPA. Like, same level price-wise of product. So find the same card of the same player. The other thing you can do is find other guys like we just did. Looks like Chris Olave and Malik Willis sell pretty close together. So if I have a rare Malik Willis card like we just talked about, and I can't find that exact Willis, well, what's the Olave selling for? Gives you a pretty rough idea of what it's worth. Uh, perfect. Thank, thank you very much, Michael. M Johnny F wants to know, since Brady has retired, Mike, are you officially done and leaving sports stuff. Do you think you could ever find a fan, a, a, a player that you I love can't leave again? With with All right. That's our Next show. Question. Good. You don't think you could ever enjoy a player like as much? No. Wow. I, I'm wow. not, it may, I've said this before, dude, it is, it, it, and I'm just sucking up now, too, because we're in a contract year. It <laughs> speaks to the greatness of Simmons that he can get this emotionally invested year after year. And he's, what, 20 years older than us? I, I don't know how he does it. Like, if I'm, if I'm 50 and I grew up with Bird, when Bird's done, I'm done with basketball. I'm a casual fan. Like, <laughs> I don't know how these guys do it. I can't. I just, nope. Fair enough. Okay. Mike's heart Bill, is cold and dead. Now we know let that. Let us know when we can renegotiate. And I'm in a contract year. I feel like Art. I feel like Art Howe over here. I don't get that reference. Nope. Cody Money James ball. wants to know. I'm thinking about buying lower end twenty to forty dollar Brady slabs just to have them. Should I just wait a few months, or does yes. it matter for the bottom of the barrel collector like myself? I mean, if it's a if it's a unique card, even if it's only forty bucks, if you're not going to see it again, who cares if it's thirty two dollars in two months? Buy it for the forty today. In general, though, I think you can find most stuff a little cheaper in a few months. Jeremy Byers is someone that has built an alternative marketplace for sports cards. Uh, myself, when you build, when you built Card Shop Live, what was your strategy to compete and pull users in from whatnot? I hear a lot of people complaining about eBay fee increases, but the reach in their user base is massive. Obviously, seems users want that reach immediately without the fees, which is not possible. What did Jeremy Byers build? I, yeah, don't, I don't know what he did. I'm not sure. I don't because I don't know who he is. Did you look into this guy on Facebook? I mean, Jeremy's been in the group for a long time. He asks questions pretty often. I don't know if he. So what's our yeah. strategy? It's very simple, right? Like, be realistic. We do not have as many eyes as eBay or even close to as eBay or whatnot. Period. Not even close. We have a more educated, overall a more educated base of customers. So they appreciate things a little bit more than most. I think there's not just the gambler mentality of guys who are going to come in and burn out and leave. And then we can be much more hands-on with marketing because we have a much smaller pool of sellers. And then we have like, you need something? Cool. I own the company. Call me. Like you need, I, talk to me directly. Like we could be a much, because we're a mom and pop store. We're not trying to compete with Walmart. We're just trying to get a little bit of the market share. So that's really, you speak up your high points while very openly acknowledging, no, 
where we cannot give content creators $50,000 to go burn at a card show. Can't do it. But you want a place to come and consistently sell for good pricing and have like a, a real community type following? Yeah, that we can help with. You want some targeted specific marketing? Yeah, we can help with that. I like that. Well done. Would you just flick over your shoulder? I saw that. What was that? Can't wait we're, until we're back in the office together. I don't like this yeah, whole... So I can see the flicking in person. Awesome. Oh, I'll be flicking it right at your face. Oh, I'm a flicker. Um, Jet Thomas wants to know, since most people believe resale value is the simple, most important factor in grading and hobbyists cracking and resubmitting their slabs graded uh, that are under 10, are pop reports becoming useless other than to tally the total counts of 10s? Yes. Okay. I don't think I asked about this. Yeah, yeah of course. They're, they're definitely contaminated to a degree. So, yes. Thank you, Jet Thomas and Hayes Hudson. Yeah, the three-namer that we're not going to even address. He I saw like it, Hayes. Hayes. He saw it. I didn't say it. Oh, I saw it, Hayes. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's, it, it's, that's definitely the way it is. I mean, when PSA bought that, was it Gemament or whatever they bought, it was supposed to be like kind of that virtual card fingerprinting so you couldn't just keep resubbing it. But there's no uniformity to that. So yes, I think there's definitely some corruption in non-graded and anything graded under a 10. Kind of across the board. Do you think that cards should get an individual serial number? Every single card. Not like a, okay, let's think of it as serial numbers in a numbered parallel being different things. So if so like each base card, if we're going to make 100,000 Zions, why not number them all? Exactly. I think it'd be cool. Actually, I kind of think it'd be cool. I like the idea because then you can guarantee, like, has this one been graded before or not? Did someone crack it? You know, that that's going to solve your whole IDing every single card with technology. Just check the number. I guess, but here's the deal. So let's let's play out that scenario real quick. Jesse sub card 394 out of 5,000 as a PSA 8, but now I get the card and it's raw and I resub it. Now it's a 10 because maybe I wiped off the surface. That's the beauty of it because then they can just check the database. Hey, has this card been graded before? Oh, it has. But what if, what, what if I have cleaned the surface so that's why the grade's affected? I'm saying cleaned. What if it was like something simple as wiping off a fingerprint on an acetate card? Yeah, I don't think that's a problem, though. That's the thing. The beauty... Oh, but the pop... But the exactly. Pop oh, okay, I see. Because It's never going to happen. Pop. I think it'd be great if it was. Yes. I, and my thinking is not even like an out of whatever number. You just have a number on there. And maybe it's not even a, a sequential gotcha. number, just something to identify it as being different than the other... 5,000 I mean, cards out there. I already said I agreed. So <laughs> I think it's a great idea, actually. You're welcome, Card World. Take another piece of sports boy knowledge and use it to your own liking. Mike Went wants to know if you had to guess, when will Tom Brady rookie cards be at their cheap, cheapest over the next 10 years? I'm going to say in the next year. I think because it sounds like the economy is going to just be crap for the rest of 2023. So yeah, I'd say like in the next year. 10 months from now. I don't know. By the way, I don't think the economy is crap right now. I mean, prices are still high. I but keep hearing about inflation and all this other garbage. <laughs> I don't understand it, so I have no idea. Plus, in 10 years, there's like a nuclear holocaust and like cards are used as like fuel for burning fires. Probably not worth a lot then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What? Did this podcast just change formats to conspiracy just theories? Read the question, sweetheart. Corey Thompson uh, skipped over you. He says, have you ever had a Beckett 9.5 gem mint sent in for a grade review and received a 10 at PSA? No, I have never successfully crossed sub to card. Nope. I wonder how often people, I wonder if there's a guy who does, yeah, do it every time. I wonder if that's yeah, a thing that you liars. just never had. 
Um, we don't tell the truth. Okay, fine. Anthony, real with the excitement. We of, already talked. Yeah, we did this one. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. and we mentioned he to know about Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Listen earlier, Anthony. Uh, let's Thank see. Patrick Mahomes. Joshua Richards wants to know if Mahomes, if he finishes, or do you think he's finishes over under four Super Bowls in his career? Please support your answer. He's. I'm assuming he means wins because this is his third appearance already, which is ridiculous. I'm going to say under. Dude, it's tough to win one. He's been a starter now, like 17, 18, 19, 21. Is this his fifth or sixth season? And he's got one. He's great. He's going to go down as a top five quarterback all time, probably. Winning Super Bowls is super hard. Like Peyton has two. Breeze has one. Rodgers has one. Marino never won a Super Bowl. Like, there's unbelievably talented quarterbacks who don't win a lot. I'll take the under on anybody. Plus, how many guys have four in the history? I mean, Brady, obviously, and then Montana and and Bradshaw. I think that's it. So, no, I'll take the under. What are you doing? Silence? What's going on over there? Should leave me here taking shrapnel? The jimmies are dancing, but the moon isn't isn't talking. Yeah, Jesse it's Bowen. interesting. There go. have only been three guys who have won four or more Super Bowls. What's Thank what's you. great about how I responded to that is Carlos can just cut all your little yap there. No, no, and then just go right. Anything. Yes, you will. He Those will are the gems. Cut it right out. Fifty-one um, percent says keep it. Christopher Duff, the guy who actually is friends with people, says cut it. Uh, to Mike Geo, what's the deal with buying wax no, on pre-order? Dude. What is the deal? <laughs> I'm, I gave He's it. Asked, I gave it my best. Okay, I'm sorry. You have a better Seinfeld impression. So his thing is: is there an advantage to trying to order flagship stuff early before the checklist comes out, or does the price always float based on checklist? Always based on checklist. Like in the some of the products, especially Bowman tops, tops Chrome, all of those like flagship stuff. That's all checklist dependent. If the checklist is crap, that stuff is, is garbage. So, I, I mean, even over the pre-order price, there's hardly any margin. If the checklist comes out like this year, 2022 baseball, some of those checklists have been unbelievable. Okay, but you got to be careful. Jesse Rhodes, what is the deal with Ovaltine? See, Chris's question. Next. The mug is round. The jar is round. They should call it round teen. There you go. There you go. Tyler Rodriguez wants to know, with live selling quickly becoming more mainstream, do card grading companies benefit the most? I feel when buying a card live, the condition of the card can be hard to determine while on the clock and while also checking comps. So here's the thing. We're, I'm slowly rolling it out now. We have people come down to help. Tim from Slab Strong's moving to Nashville to help me like kind of build this business out even more on the single side. The breaking live thing, I think, is interesting because that's really what we want that Jesse's word, ecosystem to look like. Come in and, and break with us. As we're breaking, hey, a pop-up, whatever, I want to grade that card because we can look at it, put in the grading pile immediately, send it off to grade, have it come back and consign it immediately. So I do think there's a major, major benefit to this whole grading, live selling, consignment option. We did it last night. for. I've been doing it for a while for a few guys with random stuff. Like they'll send me their stuff to consign. Last night though, because starting with Top's Finest a couple weeks ago, I told the guys in the break, I'll offer direct grading. Sent, so it released on a Friday. We subbed to SGC, mailed out on Saturday, got the cards back, and now we're literally the first people to sell these slab cards. I think it's a win-win. Like 
You're going to get top dollar because you're the first to sell it. Those people who bought it can even take it to eBay and sell it to that market if they want. I, I, the instantaneous grade and consign, I think, is a major thing here, which is, and it's, I'm not just saying it because it benefits me, but I do think that's an awesome new um, avenue because of live selling. Yes. The live selling thing, too, I meant to mention this when we were talking about Fanatics. There were some really interesting numbers in the CNBC article about it. But what I found the most interesting is that, okay, so live selling in America is getting bigger, right? We all, we've already discussed it as a comparative to QVC as a modern day QVC, but $32 billion is what live selling is expected to do in the States this year. But they compare this to China where this is already like live selling is already very well ingrained in that uh, economy in 2021. So two years ago, it did a hundred, almost $120 billion. So we're doing 32 billion this year. It did 120 and it says sales have more than tripled year over year. Absolutely insane. The amount of live streaming uh, of money that's being spent on live streaming in China. So it makes you think, I mean, how much more is there to grow here in the, uh, in this part of the world? I, I really do think that whether or not you are now a part of a live streaming group or not, you will be probably in the next, by the, a year from now, I would say the audience that we talk to, if you're not part of it, you probably will be. Yeah, because here's another thing to a major differentiator. Some of these guys are like, well, I'm just selling direct on Facebook or one of these social platforms, so I'm not having to, to charge sales tax to customers because that is a, a bigger expense with live selling. But that's also being cracked down on because of the Nexus stuff all over the place. So even guys who are just doing that on Facebook, eventually, like they're going to come after you for not collecting and you're going to have to pay. And once that's the case and all things are even, cool, let me go to a live selling where I get all these other features as well. Like, I, I agree with you. Yep. Uh, last couple questions. Brett Cook, what 2022 basketball wax product is baseball. best? Oh, I'm sorry. Baseball wax product is best to hold. Considering all rookies included, license versus non, quality control issues, all, all that. Okay, so a couple come to mind, right? Right off the bat, I think Finest, despite the QC issues on base, the grading we got back yesterday on anything numbered, autoed, et cetera, killed it. And it's not crazy expensive. The rookie class is obviously stupid loaded. I love Finest to hold. I love Flawless to hold, man, and National Treasures. I know it's not licensed, but we're also not going to keep seeing these products going forward much more. I think there's going to be a huge premium on those things if you're holding that stuff long-term. And then Topps Chrome this year, aside from, I mean, the only issue there is that the silver pack thing. So that's tough for me to go with that. But like Topps Chrome Update has a stupid loaded checklist. Again, very, very cheap. I like that product. Triple Threads was very good with the product, uh, with the checklist, just a little bit more expensive. Um, five Star, I thought was really good this year. I, the checklist this year is so good with rookies. It's, it's, Almost hard to go wrong. I can't speak much to the prospect stuff. I didn't pay a lot of attention to Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft. So I can't say a lot there. But some of those other ones I think are great. Um, hey, gents, Jeff Ings starts. At what point do we move on from the hype surrounding 2022 MLB rookies and look forward to 2023's class? When will be the best time to sell or buy 2022 rookies? I honestly think we're coming up on the best time to buy because eventually we're going to start ramping up, you know, spring training, pro ball, all that. And then you sell during the season. When do we move to 23, though? We, I think we have to see these kids on the field this year. We saw some good stuff last year out of some of the rookies that will come out, you know. Again, I, and I'm, I'm going to miss a bunch. The two that come to mind are Adley and Michael Harris. 
Those are going to be the two headliners. There's a bunch of other guys who are very, very good as well for 23. But 2022 is tough. Like, 2022 is unbelievable, and Wander had a horrible second half. Like, what happens when Wander comes out and is actually hitting and rivaling J-Rod? Now we've got two guys that are just killing it. Bobby Witt and Torkelson didn't have great seasons. I think they both have a better 23 season than last year. Then all of a sudden, those guys are phenomenal. Like, Suzuki got on a hot streak. I don't know when the hype leaves 22. I think there's room for 23 to get more exposure and more hype once we see it on the field. But I don't think hype's leaving 2022 for a while. I think that's a generational-type class. I've got a question for you. Oh, what is it? 2022, what sport, and we're just talking football, basketball, baseball, what sport is the most investable? 22, baseball. I think you have generational talent. I'm not sold on football right now. Basketball, same thing, very average. Baseball, I mean, if you had to put a gun to my head, what are you smirking about, sweetheart? I've started talking again like five times. I hate when we're not in the office. You can't, oh, you can't interrupt sorry. the other person. That's fine. Keep going. I have no trouble interrupting you, though. That's what, what, was the, what were you interrupting with? Were you so changing you, parameters? I, no, I, so I just wanted a quick answer to 2022. To follow that up, what do you think 2023 will be? Oh, pro- probably football. Oh, you're not Ooh. basketball. Well, man, it's tough because because basketball, when Benyama, I mean, I feel like the last two years of basketball have been rough, right? Like they're just not which is as funny because last year's was a very good class, but in the hobby, it's kind of like eh, yeah, man. But football, you got quarterbacks, dude. And this year, ah. football obviously was not great, but the last few years were. Baseball obviously is the only real option for 2022, but 2023, that's it's a different basket- story. I mean. Basketball, football is crazy. Like, depending on health and career trajectories, you could have unbelievable. Yeah, you could have some really, really good basketball, football. Honestly, I think the card market, as far as like interest goes in basketball. rookies for this coming year, if you're if you're in the, the game to collect and or a quick flip, this is the time to, or this year is going to be a really, really fun year. Just in general, you're saying? No, in general. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think you're, you have talent across the three major sports uh, that's going to be worth getting. It's going to get guys excited, right? And then the, the fact that you are having trouble deciding, is it basketball? Is it football? Is it possibly even baseball still? That is like a, that's a good thing if you can't decide right now. Yeah, and especially coming off. Cl- Here's the only thing, though. So Victor Wimbanyama is 2023. Is is Bro- Carlos might know this as well because I, yeah, I just isn't LeBron's don't. son. That's what I was thinking. Is Bronny Jr. also twenty three or is he twenty four? I thought he was twenty four. Um, like the only thing I see though is from back in August. I'm, I'm trying to look real quick because I, I obviously don't pay attention. It looks like he's not draft eligible until twenty four. Oh, I thought it was this Unless year. Unless Carlos knows something I don't, which he very well could. If you had both of those guys, because then you get that whole legacy connection. Interesting. So yeah, even still though, Victor could be absolutely out of control. Um, so anyways, I think that's exciting to think about. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, that's all. Um, cool. There's your show, right? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, go ahead. Close it out. Good I stuff. Guess. Yeah, big weekend of selling. I'm gonna, I got a bunch more breaks and singles I'm going to do this weekend. Jesse's got his trivia coming back next weekend on the app as football. well. So we got some cool football trivia next week, not Seinfeld. So yeah, some cool stuff there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back live with the podcast Monday and Thursday. Oh, uh, Monday evening next week, we're doing a Panini Live event on Instagram where we're ripping a box of Impeccable. 
and doing a bunch of like Super Bowl giveaways and all that stuff. I heard your little doot. That's the sound to wrap it up. I like it. <laughs> so there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Simmons lied to me and said he'd be on in January. That is false. Maybe he'll be on in my goals for February. Simmons back on the pod. Fanatics buys the app. We'll see you Monday. Goodbye.